When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the Secret Golf Podcast with Elk and Noxie. And well, we're bringing you this podcast at a very strange time. It's a strange time for everyone with the coronavirus pandemic, everything shutting down. The Players' Championship being cancelled last week and, well, no golf for the foreseeable future. But that doesn't mean that we don't have stuff to talk about. And, of course, here at Secret Golf, we're still going to be bringing you all of our Inside the Game content. Elk, it, it is a very strange time for everyone. And when I say everyone, I mean, we've had conversations before when there's been like hurricanes and other natural disasters. But this is the thing that's kind of tying the whole world together right now. Yeah, it wasn't too long, Diane, um, when I was playing in San Antonio. And I remember withdrawing from the Pro-Am and, and coming back to Houston to get ready for a, a hurricane that was coming. We could, we knew it. We saw it coming. We knew it was gonna, when it was going to get there. But this one, um, it was very surreal when you and I were at the Players' Championship last week. And then as we were leaving, going as I was going home for the first round, and then, of course, the whole world changed in a very short order. It really did. And the thing with the Players' Championship is there, there had been rumours even at the start of the week that this was something, and I'm not saying that we laughed it off, but we were like, well, there's no way. Like, it started now. They had the concert on the Tuesday night with the Chainsmokers and thousands of people there, which you didn't enjoy, by the way. <laughs> and, and the rumours were kind of circling then, and we were all like, no way. Like, we're here. It's going ahead. The first round was played on the Thursday and then that's when it all kind of started. You know, I remember mid-round on the Thursday, I was following my brother, Russell, and that's when the rumours started to come in. I was getting questions on my phone, texts from people saying, like, we hear the players is cancelled, is this true? Then they closed it off to fans, so it was just going to be the players, player teams, family, and the media. And then it was late on Thursday night that they made the decision. Elk, the PGA Tour really had... It was the only decision they could make, wasn't it, to cancel the whole thing? Yeah, of course. You know, and here we are, you know, not even a week later and don't even know how to rank uh, which things we're worried about the most, whether it's uh, your health or your job mm-hmm. and, um, and what's going to happen um, going forward. I think, you know, in the forefront of everyone's mind is... is um, their health and how they stay away from this this virus and of course nobody wants to catch it it feels like it's not that serious but the fear that's been sort of drummed up or is actual um, is 
certainly uh, making everyone aware. Like right here in Texas, it's very different, Diane, than um, my friends that are in California. They're locked uh-huh. down. They're not allowed to leave their county. Texas is kind of, I don't want to say business as usual, but, you know, we're playing golf in our own golf carts. You know, uh, I don't have it my own, but we're playing each person in one. We're not touching the pin. We're not raking mm-hmm. the bunkers. So we're just sort of off we go and just sort of abide by this sort of invisible rule of don't get in, don't get near one another. Yeah. And the other part of it is you mentioned, you know, people, they're, they're not working right now. And that's one of those things. It can be a little bit insular sometimes when we're thinking about the golf world. And I talked to my brother yesterday and he had said, you know, it's just weird that we're not going to be playing golf for like at least two months. That's been confirmed. And, you know, we're talking about the fact that, you know, we don't have golf to commentate on and report on and we're not going to be able to play along in the SG Tour. And then you look at other sports and you think, well, it's anyone that works in sport they're not going to be able to actually report on anything that's going on. And then it goes further and you think about so many other jobs, bars, restaurants, shops, other places that they're they're not able to open right now and they're not going to have the people that are able to, to spend the money. So, But it's something that affects us all. We're all in it together and that's almost the reassuring part. Yeah, and I talked to my dad in Australia and, and um, I had a plan, I had a trip planned to... Australia in April has been cancelled because there's a quarantine mm-hmm. that has to happen. They don't want U.S. people coming in there and, and spreading throughout the country and golf courses are closed. So, I don't know. What's it like in Scotland? Have you talked to anyone? Yeah, I've talked to a lot of my friends in Scotland and it's exactly the same. And that's why I said, you know, normally I talk to them when we have a hurricane in Florida and they're all worried. And we're, we're talking because we're all in the exact same situation. I have a lot of friends that work in radio over there because that's what I used to do. And they're only going in when they have to, to do their radio shows. Everyone else is working from home. And that's, um, yeah, they said that supermarkets, very similar to supermarkets over here, that just a lot of things are completely sold out. Toilet paper, you know, fresh meat, um, cleaning supplies, all, water, all that stuff. People are like battling for in the in the supermarkets to try and get. But it's a very similar thing that, People are, people are on lockdown, they're staying in their homes, they're working from home, and there's this kind of like fear and panic that people aren't able to work and they're worrying about paying their bills and what the government are going to do if they're going to step in and help them out, and especially, you know, independent contractors. And, you know, I fall into that category, you fall into that category, and it's like, you know, of course it's a worrying time. Yeah, and... Um you know, going forward, there may be slightly a bit of good news on the horizon today. That I hear rumblings, that or I hear things that the Masters may announce. They may play this tournament, the Masters, in October. Has mm-hmm. it been announced yet? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. The time that we're recording this. Um, well, well, we'll talk about golf because obviously that came. There were rumblings and rumours of the Masters being cancelled or postponed after the players was cancelled. And then, of course, we found out just the next day that that was the case. Since then, the PGA Championship, which was supposed to be May 14th through 17th in San Francisco, 
it's been postponed and the other remaining events on the PGA Tour have been cancelled through the AT&T Byron Nelson which is May 7th to 10th the week before the PGA Championship was meant to be the, the question mark still over the US Open at Winged Foot June 18th till the 21st so you know a little bit of time then but a lot of the qualifying sites and the qualifying tournaments for the US Open they've been cancelled there's just a huge question mark over golf right now yeah, I've been talking to a lot of our players and asking them what they're going to do. You know, I've, I've got as much from Mark Leishman, who's working on his garden, who's been cutting his grass and just playing with his kids, to Jason Duffner, who's been using this time to get his body feeling a little bit better, whatever that means, whether it's, you know, fixing an injury or just practicing on his game. But, mm-hmm. you know, the players split the purse uh, at the Players' Championship, so they took half the money and they split it equally amongst everyone. So everyone got 52 grand, uh, which is quite a bit of money in the real world. So that ought to hold them together while they're uh, sitting at home, Diane. Now, the big question will be for the players that are down the money list is they will now be squashed into a smaller season to get their status for next year. So not only does it um, squeeze them a little bit uh, right now with two months off, it squeezes them, their, potentially squeezes their whole career or their livelihood because they, a player who lost these eight weeks, Diane, uh, will not get those back and may fall outside of the all-except category next year and it could affect their, their livelihood going further forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the two are going to have to make a drastic change in that sense because FedEx Cup playoffs are in August and if there's talk of the Masters being in October that's going to be what would have been the start of the 2021 season so I don't know how they're going to do it to me looking at it right now there must be panic at the PGA Tour because surely they're not going to be able to finish the season at the time that they intended to finish it because it's putting so many guys at such a disadvantage. Yeah, and I know that the tour has been meeting. Um, everything is on the table right now, and, and everything is off the table, Diane. By that, I mean there's, there's foreign players that are coming over that have tried to make their schedule work for the rest of the year. Nobody really knows what's going on. All we can do right now is sit and talk about golf, think about what's going to happen as this season does eventually get back together. We have... Um, the FedEx Cup to think about. Rory McIlroy is the number one player. He's going to try to complete the Grand Slam this year. At the same time as Tiger Woods is going to try to come back in October and try to defend the Masters. Is it has it been good for Tiger to, to have this break? Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he yeah. didn't want it. A lot of the guys didn't want it. Um, and if you think about it, the Players' Championship, we had just talked about this at the beginning of the week, that the Players' Championship is almost like, oh, yeah, it's not a major. You could joke that it's the fifth major, but it's the big tournament to kick off the major season. So it's just, it's a strange time. But I did speak to Russell. We've talked about it a lot. And he was saying, you know, it's weird because it's kind of like a lot of guys are foot to the floor right now because they think, well, this is the start of it. And we have like, one big tournament a month and then of course the FedEx Cup playoffs. I think of the likes of Jason Kokrak who after nine years of trying to make it to Augusta 
the Masters being postponed. JT Poston, it was going to be his first time at Augusta National too. So these guys, they don't want this break right now. They were ready to keep going and keep the foot down until it was FedEx Cup playoff time. But on the other hand, you know, this this period of rest and recuperation has been forced upon everyone. So I guess they have to make the most of it. Yeah, and you know, at least for my family, I've got both kids out of college now, so I've got them on a on. We've got all of us are on a weed scheduling program, Diane. So we're all pulling weeds and working <laughs> on our garden outside, and and you know, cleaning out a garage, you know, all these things that you never get around to, and now we're all forced to, um, you know, go to work, do something. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, my boyfriend, he's working from home. So the two of us are like set up in the house trying to work. There's him on the phone. There's me trying to edit stuff and talk about golf. And But as you say, you know, you're together. And that's the main thing. But even things like I don't want to go and see my mum and dad right now. I'm obsessed with cleaning everything down and staying away from people. I've been at the gym. That's the only place I've been. And I'm going when it's like super, super quiet. But um I don't want to be near my parents right now because I would hate to think that I could potentially pass on the virus to them. Yeah, and I was with Jackie Burke yesterday uh, in the pro shop who is 96 years old and some of our members were, you know, milling around talking to Mr. Burke and I said to him, I said, look, you really don't need to be out here in all this. You need to, you know, go get in your office. And He said, but, you know, I do this you know, this is what I do. This is, yeah. I'm here. This is, you know, this is what I do. And so I worry about him, you know, at 96, you know, potentially getting the virus from someone that's uh, just coming into the club. Of course, we've, we've stopped all guests coming to our club now. So no one's coming in from outside. So locker rooms are closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, lunch rooms are closed. So it's just, you know, hitting shots and going on the course and staying apart. Yeah. Um, we've got loads of content that's never been seen before. I caught up with the guys at the Players' Championship, so we have those interviews coming out. We've got video. Um, you spent some time with Pat Perez, and we filmed all that, so we've got some uh, very interesting conversation coming from you guys. So we do have stuff that's constantly coming out, and we'll use this as a time to you know, get content from our guys when they're at home and when they're at the range or doing whatever they are going to do in this time to get that game ready for when it starts up again. And another thing that I did on Instagram was I said we were going to do this podcast and if anyone had any questions, they could ask you. So are you ready? I've got some good ones. I am. Okay. Uh, first well, up. What I like about the, this is you haven't given me any heads up of any of the I know. questions, which I like the, which I <laughs> I like the most. I was going to, but I thought I'm not going to. Uh, the first one, uh, Dominic Bazelli, who plays on the PGA Tour, who's the only person to win the players wire to wire and shoot the low round on Sunday. <laughs> Is that a question or is that a statement? <laughs> I meant it. I think a little bit of both, but I thought that was nice. You were getting a little nod oh, from him, well, nod of respect. Yeah, well, that was very nice of him. Yeah, you know, that was, that was a very nerve-wracking time, even though it's looked and felt easy to, as well as I was playing golf. But i got to be honest, Diane, I was, I was feeling the pressure by the time it came to the weekend. You know, that course, uh, we were all getting ready to watch it last week and just knowing that i got to go through that, 16, 17, 18 each day uh, with the lead is, you know, it's a little unnerving. Mm-hmm. Fortunately enough, I was swinging so well that uh, I was able to do it and um, the rest is history. And we talked about that so much last week, which seems like forever ago. Um, Joe 
Mick Five Cent on Instagram. Do you want to be my member guest partner at the club Duff's best friend owns? I'll pay for your flight and hotel. <laughs> if Bold. hey, maybe you know that may be the only only game in town coming up soon. If, if, if that's right. the case. Um, here's a guy called Jay on Instagram. What is your mental approach coming to the first tee of a tournament? That's a good question. Um, obviously, I know the hole that's coming up, and there's nothing easier to get off. There's nothing better than playing the first hole in a tournament if you can play your second shot from the fairway. So I'm, I'm not really looking to hit my best drive off the first tee, but I'm really looking forward. I'm, I'm really looking to shape a shot, uh, make sure I get on the correct side of the tee for my shot, my shape, and I'm looking to get that ball in play. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's something so that everyone it, can relate answer it, to. Answer it, answer it precisely is uh, my mental preparation for the first hole is to absolutely have the shot shape that I want and the swing that I know will produce that shot shape ready to go when I get to the first tee. Okay, good. Kirk, available. What's in the bag, including shaft specs? Uh, I play I play Cobra um, Cobra Woods, um, King Cobra, driver in three wood, and then I play the Generation 1 PXGs. And okay. when I used the PXGs for the first time, I got so much extra distance. It was like uh, buying 15 years of my life back. And I'm not represented. I don't represent PXG, but I... It took me a while to get used to them because they did go so far, but uh, I've since learned how to either sweep them off the ground and hit them a mile, or I can uh, hit down a little steeper and put a, put a fair amount of spin on them. So I feel like I've got, you know, a lot of shots playing the PXGs. And, you know, for people that don't really know why the PXGs are any good, is the face on the irons is twice as thin as any other set of irons out there, and they got a trampoline effect, so... It's got a very much rebound effects off the face. Uh, on the back of that, someone called I Coach Lineman had also asked about your club setup, but said, "What's your favourite club you've ever played?" Favourite clubs? Yeah. Well, he's asked here, "What's your favourite? What's your current club setup, and what's your favourite club you've ever played?" So I'm guessing like golf club. What's been your your favourite, your go-to club? Uh, golden club. Well, I used to always finish my practice session by hitting three irons. You know, I tried to hit 103 irons in a row when I finished a practice session. Did that for two reasons. One, that I knew if I could hit a three iron that flush, you know, it would be easy once I got onto the course. And the second one is it takes a lot of stamina to do it. So mm-hmm. I used to really like a three iron um, okay. when I was a kid. Or, no, I don't try to hit it high. I try to hit it medium high because uh, I think it's, it's an easy shot to hit a long iron low. Everybody tries to think they're going to hit the long irons really high, but I like to drive drive the long irons low. And then on the back of that, Sean Tanner, 97, saying, what is the most satisfying shot to hit? Uh, what is the most satisfying shot I've ever to hit, hit or yeah. to hit? Um, let's do both. Let's do both. Well, yeah, I think the most satisfying shot um, to hit for me is a, is a very small fade because I can I can aim it very close to where I'm going and uh, know exactly what that ball is going to do. And um, driving right now with a friend of mine, it's a draw, and he has a little bit more 
trouble when his ball lands on the ground because it gets it gets to running. Of course, we know a draw has more more top on it than a fade. But the most rewarding second, the most rewarding shot I've ever hit, I uh, would have to be Diane probably winning the winning uh, eight foot part putt that I made in 1992 at the Australian Open in uh, in Sydney with my whole family there, including my grandmother, oh. on the green. Nice, good answer. Um, what are your thoughts on face rotation in putting from Nick Drago one? And what is your feel? When I think about face rotation in putting, you know, I think of the of the stroke as being on an arc. When you think of someone like Ben Crenshaw, who stood quite a quite a distance away from the ball, it appeared though Crenshaw had a, quite a bit of face rotation where he opened it and closed it. However, I'm pretty sure that that blade was perpendicular to the stroke or perpendicular to the arc all the way. I don't want too much. I don't want too much opening and closing, Diane. But I do want. Tiger Woods always says he always feels like he wants that toe of the club a little bit, and I, I, uh, I like to say it. Okay. And then uh, last one. If you had one last round of golf, who would be in your four ball and which course would you play? Well, which country should I play in? First? I think, well, let's do US and then let's do worldwide. So if I played again, I'd probably play Pebble Beach or Cypress Point, just down there on that west coast with the ocean. Jack Nicholas was my mentor growing up. I would always like to have had him in a group with Ben Hogan, who I... I met, but I didn't get to play with when he was in his prime. And of course, my mentor, Jackie Burke, those three. Yes. Okay. And if I was in Australia, uh, I'd play the New South Wales Golf Club that was designed by Alison McKenzie. And I'd play with my coach, Alex Mercer, one of the great uh, Australian players of all time, probably Peter Thompson, who won five, five British Opens, and probably my brother. And I might even squeeze my dad in there for nine holes. <laughs> can I have a five, can I have a fivesome? He's it's not real dad, good, so but we'll, we'll let you. <laughs> he, he talks. My dad talks a good game for a fifteen That's handicapper. Funny. Good. Oh, I'm glad we got to do that. And um, yeah, I mean, we can do this again. We're gonna we're gonna do our podcast every week because our guys are at home, so we'll be catching up with them um, and seeing what they're up to. And uh, yeah, of course, just we've got to keep it rolling. We've got to keep it going in this troubling time. Absolutely, and uh, we uh, we may uh, have some very very exciting news that we may be sharing very soon about what we may be getting up to with our players in this off time, Diane. I'm not gonna okay. I'm not gonna jinx it, but there's some very exciting prospects coming down the track for us. Good, excellent. Right, Elk, thank you so much, and um, yeah, I guess stay stay quarantined, stay healthy, and we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, Diane. Sports Social Podcast Network.